Okay, well, yep, that's it. That's that. We've got it. That's the music. Fantastic. Welcome to the Cars Guide podcast. Now located in a favourite corner of the Cars Guide garage, chosen for its outstanding aesthetic and acoustic properties. Mm-hmm. I'm James, and with me are Richard, hello, and Tom. Hi. This week we'll take a look at Merck's new A Class, the new MG3, and close to 4,000 kilometres with the Golf R wagon. So stay with us. But first, Musk Watch. Okay, so, um, look, big news is Tesla is facing a US Securities and Exchange Commission investigation in response to Elon's recent tweets about taking the company private with, quote, funding secured. Now, in the intervening week, it seems as though he was just trying to have a dig at the short sellers. So he wanted to drive the share price up very quickly, which would cause a pain in their hip pocket, which it absolutely did. But the problem is such a move is normally done in private with due process um, so that things don't go out of control as they have in terms of uh, the share price. Um, He said in a blog post on the Tesla website, that he is in discussions with Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund and other potential buyers, and that funding was not yet nailed down. So, in fact, that flies in the face of what he had had tweeted. And he's allegedly also talking to Goldman's as advisors. So what what did he actually do? He he tried to suggest that he was going to buy the company back. Correct. Is that right? Yes, and he said funding secured. So what that implies is... It's all going to happen. So, and he wanted to buy at four hundred and twenty dollars a share. Yeah. yeah. So it was way below that. Let's say my guess was it was around three hundred and twenty. How many shares are there? I don't know. Fifty. Fifty-five. At least that. At That's least that many. Twelve. So at and least fifty-five. Famously, famously, so fifty, sixty thousand dollars. You can't. <laughs> famously, you can't publicly announce these sorts of things without doing a press release. Well, um, that's right. And because it amounts to manipulation of stock, which is why he's in trouble. Exactly, and yeah. notifying the you know SEC Securities and Exchange yeah. Commission. Mm. So this the uh, the the Saudi was it a sultan? No, it was a Saudi wealth fund. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's the government anyway, right? Uh, so, look, no. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, really. How does it work? Um, yeah. But it seems as though a dig mm. at the short sellers yeah. is maybe going to come and bite him in the behind in, mm. a, in a big mm. way. When you say short sellers, what's that mean? It's people who try to make a profit out of the stock going down. Yeah, right. Mm. So, I said in a previous podcast, I don't mm. understand. It's kind of stock yeah. trading voodoo yep. um, in that, yeah, by buying at a certain price, Betting that the stock's going to go down, like selling it, and then right. it goes down and buying it back, you yes. make money. Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, anyway, he hates them. Yeah. And this, uh, it seems, was like trying to stick one up them, and it did that. Yeah. But he may have tripped himself up in the process because it's illegal. Then it's well, yeah. It's very much in the same way that you know Donald Trump shouldn't be tweeting foreign policy. Over, uh, over the internet. Over the over internet. his Twitter account. <laughs> um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Elon yeah. shouldn't be manipulating stock via the same methods. So, yeah. you know, the company's been subpoenaed by the SEC. It's mm. all kind of progressing as to what happens, if anything. Yeah. Um, we'll see. There's also been, you know, Azalea Banks, who's a rapper. I'm not familiar with her work uh, particularly. That's Azalea. That's I'm, I'm Azalea. pointing at that's Azalea. And that's with um, the dear leader and his current uh, girlfriend, uh, Grimes. Sure, Grimes. He's got a very dear leader outfit going on there. Grimes is a one-name person. 
so you know Elon's getting to that status as well. Yeah, but uh, there are many Elons. In a the single world, name though. artist. Yeah, and Azalea was on the socials as well, talking mm. about how she'd been hanging out in Elon's house for a whole weekend and nothing had been happening and she was making all kinds of allegations about inappropriate behaviour and uh, alleged drug use and God knows what. I think she's just a Fruit Loop. What, uh, she but, was, what was she doing there? Well, great question. Just she was, Well, she says she had flown from the East Coast over to LA to be doing some collabs with Grimes. Is collab a drug? Yeah, but that. It's got a frowny face on it. So... <laughs> A collaboration with uh, Grimes, and yeah. what right. turned out was she was just hanging around in the house waiting for them to turn up, and she almost gave the impression that she was trapped there. Oh, so they weren't there? Like, yeah, for much of the time. Really? You'd have to speak to Azalea to get the real lowdown. You know? Yeah. Well, like, maybe we could get her on the show I've been in, in the next couple of weeks. So does, does anyway. Elon have a house robot that looks after her while she's hanging out? Probably. That's Michelle power. Grimes. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, it's not. Michelle Grimes. So the thing is, in all of this... He has become such a notable public figure mm. that this kind of nonsense starts to wrap itself around him. You know, he, he can't escape this because he sets himself up as such a massive target in yeah. the public eye. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, look, despite all that, um, Tesla shares did soften a bit, but it was only 2.5% in the last week, and it's still at $338 dollars. A share so in the five day kind of run that's not that's not a massive downturn so yep. they're still up there so people are either believing that he does have all this funding secured and they're going to get their dough mm. um, or I don't know they're just crossing their fingers but the the share price is kind of held up wow it comp- it changes week by week like yeah. we'll be sitting here next week uh, talking about the latest Elon you know sure. adventure sure sure it's, it is it writes itself hence That's, musk watch yes yeah, mm. point of musk watch exactly mm-hmm. um, and we're our <laughs> Bloomberg, Bloomberg tracker um, second week above 5,000 units for the week mm. so 5,321 which I think is 100 less than last week yeah. but still well above 5,000 not too far off um, the target 6,000 by the end of the year is all of a sudden looking you know very doable so there you go He's making things happen. That's Elon mm. for another week. Stand by for action wow. before next week. What will happen next? So, uh, speaking of action, Richard, mm. uh, Merck A-Class, it's a super important model for Mercedes-Benz. You've now driven it on local uh, yep. turf. Yep. And you're in a position to give us your thoughts on where it stands. And yeah. it's just such an interesting car, isn't it? Because it came from such relatively humble beginnings, yeah. a really tiny little car. My God. And it's grown yeah. progressively. It's much more sophisticated. Talk us through where it stands in yeah. 2018. Look, I, we can talk about it now. The embargo is lifted. The the reviews at carsguide.com.au. Um, yeah, A-Class. It's, it's a hugely important car for Mercedes-Benz, even though it's a, a tiny little car in their, in their range. Um, it's important because it's the basis of the GLA, the CLA, um, and every other sort of A-based um, model in their range. Um, and what they've done is they've, they've premiered quite some quite advanced tech on the new A-Class. And the reason why they've invested so much money into that is because it will go into other models. Um, I mentioned earlier that it's got, or mentioned last week in the podcast, that it's got uh, Mercedes-Benz's latest MBUX, which is Mercedes-Benz User Experience Media Interface. And it's pretty good. It's a Hey Siri type of function. And (laughs) there we go. You just Hey Siri. And that's exactly what happens with Hey Mercedes. You say Hey Mercedes and, and, you know, the car will go, can I help you? And it can do more than just change the radio station. It can, you know, you you can 
do functional things like turn lights on and off in the car, you can open the sunroof, that type of thing. And you can ask it, you know, where's the nearest supermarket? Um, it's, does, Richard, does this feel like an inversion of the, the classic kind of progression where all of this stuff filtered down from the very top? You know, it all arrived in the S-Class and then gradually worked down. If this is new stuff, is it going from the bottom yeah, up? Yeah, it is. It is because I've just driven the CLS, and although that contains, you know, um, some pretty advanced stuff, no other no other model in Mercedes Benz's lineup's got the the Hey Mercedes function. If you don't want to talk to your car, yeah, is it any easier to use than previous Mercedes Benzes in terms of user interface? Oh yeah, totally. And yeah. just like you know your phone, it's just not at all necessary. It's just nice. Yeah. So you know you don't need to say you know. Hey Siri, text Amanda. Um, even though, it, <laughs> even though it is very convenient, but you can still just do it with your fingers. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, right. And yeah. <laughs> Would you shut that thing off, please, Richard? <laughs> Send. There we go. It's gone. I can't imagine how that could have gone wrong. For you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, it's that convenient, and that's what Mercedes. It's not quite as good as. Is the um, the iPhone? Uh, I hope it doesn't talk back to me in a minute. Um, system, but it'll it'll get there to the point where you know. Y- I think you will you will see it sort of integrated into autonomous vehicles as well. You'll mm. be able to say, "Take me to, you know, the animal hospital," or, you know, I'm not sure why I said that, but you know, Fine. I might need or to the go. animal house. The animal house, please. Yeah. The, yeah. the regular hospital is banned. <laughs> and yeah. uh, a, a relatively yeah. tiny <clears throat> engine. Very small engine, 1.3 litre, four-cylinder, yep. um, making 120 kilowatts, 220 newton metres. It's amazing. Um, That's a lot. Amazing. It's amazing. That, you know, that is incredible. And it's a light car. It's only the, the heaviest, you know, you know, weighs around about, you know, 1.3, 1.4 tonnes. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's not very, I mean, it's a larger car, um, yep. but it's got no trouble at all sort of moving about quickly if it needs to. Um you can pay $3,000 and you can get a multi-link rear suspension uh, package. Wow. Um, and that that makes the ride pretty comfortable, pretty composed. As opposed to what, just a beam type? Torsion beam torsion in the beam rear axle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for and a is that regular A200. Across the range or when you, once you get to a higher grade, does that come no, standard? You um, anything. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. so we, this is the thing, on the launch we only had the A200 at our disposal. Um, the A180 will arrive next year. Yep. A250, which will be an all-wheel drive, two-liter engine, arrives at the end of this year, um, and then there'll be an AMG uh, variant as well yep. coming in 2019 too. Um, but yeah, to drive, uh, Robbo drove it in Europe. Um, he found it to be a little bit, you know, oh, I don't know, ordinary to drive. He said it wasn't a very engaging drive. Um, and yeah, I've got to agree. It's 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 really easy. It's really comfortable to drive. You know, if you want a driver's car, then there is the AMG, mm. uh, and that will be coming, and Which that will be the, very much it. One of the things that stood out to me, Richard, were these screens, yeah. right? So it's very schmick. Yeah, and those screens, those 10.25-inch yeah? screens. So if, you, if you're not uh, watching us on YouTube and you're just listening to us in, in your car, what, what it's got are these two floating landscape 10.25-inch uh, screens uh, side by side. And it takes up half the dashboard, and they are amazing. One's yeah. for your speedo Super and your taco cool. and your fuel, and the other one's for your media, like your sat nav and your radio and your nav and stuff like that. Um, and they're brilliant, and they're standard from the A one eighty all the way up. You know, look, I've just I'm currently writing a range review for the the A three Audi A three Sportback and, and one for the one series. The screen in the A three is a seven inch tiny. It's as looks uh, like as big yeah, as a right. playing card yeah. compared to these screens. Like Audi really need to lift their game to compare compete with 
yep. the A class. Yep. It's it's light years ahead in terms of technology. Yeah. Um, and and styling and looks as well. Um, Audi's virtual dash though is is pretty hard to beat. Look that 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 virtual dash, which sort of the instrument cluster one, mm. you mean the twelve point configurable. Yeah. 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 Look it. It is good, but it's for the driver only. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas, you know, your passengers might want to, you know, have some fun too. And the whole interior of the A Class, the A two hundred, is blinged to, to the it, maximum. It looks amazing. We're just yeah. looking um, again for those that are on YouTube. Mm. We're looking at a picture. One of the uh, people in our office thought that those central vents were actually speakers <laughs> yeah. uh, because they are a decent size, but they are in fact air vents. It's yeah. really cool looking interior. Yeah, it's it's super cool. Um, and you can get a package, uh, the AMG exclusive line package, and not only brings that. Yeah, yeah. Not only brings that uh, multi-link rear suspension, but also brings the. You can't see them in this image, uh, but there are these red and black leather seats, ah, which yes. are amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I also introduce a 64 color um, ambient lighting package. Now, I That's don't know. 64 colors all at once, right? <laughs> It feels like it. Wow. It's no, like I never used to be into this stuff, right? I don't know whether it's me getting older or just what it is, but I'm really digging the pretty lights in cars now. Great. Um, and, and at night time when I was, I was driving back after the launch and it was, you know, seven o'clock at night and these colors were scrolling through all through the cabin from like, you know, purple and pink and red and blue. And it was just a really nice, Atmosphere. I've really like. I know. And look, That's great. And my background's in you know hot riding and you know muscle cars and stuff like that. And I normally prefer a stainless steel interior with a roll cage. <laughs> I was really, I really enjoyed it. It was a yeah. really nice feeling environment. I think. Yeah. I, th- I think ambient lighting's kind of. It's one of those things that you don't realize how nice it is until you, you live without it for a second. Yeah. Because I was, uh, I had the Audi A1. Which is an outgoing model, so it all feels a bit old in the inside, but it's still got as standard that ambient lighting package. Yeah. And it's just nice. Yeah, it is. It's just nice it's just, to have. I want to say, though, I think 64 is too many. Too I much didn't realise there were 64 too colors. Too much choice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just well, what, what, a few primary colours and that was it. Yeah, wait till you get the you know top edition that has 34 million colours. <laughs> you can pick anything amazing. in the rain. Any, anything, yeah. Probably more colours than the rainbow has. Rainbow has yeah. eight colours, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. How can there be there 64? All right, now, <laughs> if people want to read all the details, yeah, the it's, it's, review is now up it's, on it's carsguide.com.au. That's right. So. We've also got a video up there too where yeah. I um, uh, test out the, the Hey Mercedes function. Cool. Mm. All right, now a word from our loyal sponsor. In 1914, two Aussie visionaries decided it was time for a new kind of car. After meeting face down on the floor of the Bridge Hotel in Nechuka, mates Ern Alcock and Horry Wheeler began working on their dream, and three years later the Winton Motor Company was born. Our founders knew Australians needed a rugged car for tough local conditions, with no-nonsense performance and breakthrough design. Their first production model, the 15, known to Winton enthusiasts the world over as the Mongo, was an unstoppable 15-cylinder force of nature, which set the benchmark for the Wanderers, Wildcats and Turbos that have followed in its illustrious wheel tracks. As Prime Minister Billy Hughes, standing next to the first Mongo, uttered those famous words, She's a Ute, Australians knew they had a winner on their hands. And 101 years later, Winton remains at the frontier of progress and performance, with the groundbreaking 2018 Winton Turbo exported to more than 100 countries. We think Ern and Horry would approve. The Winton Motor Company. Go, Australia. 
Winton. Ooh. Winton Motor Company, what a fantastic operation. Oh, so much to admire. Such heritage. And, of yeah. course, our best friend uh, from that company, long-time friend of the show, yeah, yeah. Uh, Frosty Chops. He, he can't make it today, especially into this corner we, of the garage. Well, he said, get yourself a proper... Like, and he'll be in here. You know, venue, yeah. and we'll come. And well, we've, we, we've moved to the shed tried. in the backyard. Yeah, so and he's not keen. Uh, but he is busy. He's got his hands full busy. this week because, of course, he is connected uh, in a in a kind of backroom sense with Fernando Alonso and he's been overseeing Loaded with Fernando's um, you know retirement yeah. from Formula One the announcement anyway and there's been a lot of chat about uh, Fernando Alonso going to IndyCar just you know mm. you know nodding a wink mm. don't be surprised if you see him in a Winton Turbo in next year's Supercars Championship you heard it here first yeah but uh, forget IndyCar I, th- I yeah. think he's headed our way I look it's look. It's a natural progression uh, for now that the the regulations have been opened up for Winter to join. Oh, look, because, um, because in a three door hatch sort of the, shape, the, and the reflexes that you need. I mean, he's finely <laughs> tuned up in the Formula One world yeah. to drive a Winton Turbo yeah. at the highest level. Well, you really need the skills that even, a two-time world champion Even has. at the lowest yeah. level, you need the skills. Those Wintons aren't too forgivable. True. They don't too forgive true. a driver. Yeah, like a Lancia mm. thirty-seven. I heard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember when you got into the Winton once, you cut your elbow just on the... Just, just on in. the roll cage. Yeah, and the, it's yeah. so sharp. It's an aerodynamic roll cage. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. It's because all the air gets inside, of course. Yeah, uh, aerodynamic, uh, yeah. Speaking of yeah. famous brands, Tom. Mm. Yes. Uh, you have been grappling with the entity that is MG mm. in 2018. Obviously conjures up all kinds of imagery for people, even people that aren't car enthusiasts, it's such a famous brand. Yep. Uh, back in Australia for another go. Um, yes. There have been a few reloads in recent years, but you've been looking at their latest offering. Fill us in on the details. Yeah, so it's the, uh, it's the MG3, um, which has been re- like significantly overhauled. Uh, it's, yep. the, it's, not a, it's not a new generation car, so All it's right. still got the same basis as the previous car before it, uh, but they've had a complete styling overhaul inside and out. It's got a new engine. It's got new tech features on the inside and all this sort of thing. So it's a it's it's not a sports car. No. It's a five door hatch. Yeah, small hatch. So you're thinking more in the category of uh, Kia Rio and Toyota Yaris. Got you. Yeah. So the other offering, it's a pretty narrow lineup, isn't it? For yeah. MG at the moment, there's an SUV. There's there's an SUV and this hatchback. This hatchback. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think there's also they they had a they had the sedan sportback kind of thing the mg6 uh which is sort of a a bit up in the air about whether we're going to get the new generation of that car car. and there's also a gs which is the larger one yep um which is uh confirmed to be coming here when it relaunches and that will also have the styling so uh that styling package on uh the new mg3 that's that's just been announced today uh brings it in line with the zs suv and was there any chat about how it was designed? Was this an in-house effort, or did they um, yeah. take it out of house to get some advice on it? I did actually ask them yeah. uh, because, uh, and you know, brands like Hyundai are, are, are very transparent about where they get their design inspiration from. You know, they're very they, they say a lot. A lot of their design inspiration comes from things like Volkswagen Golf. They benchmark cars at the top of the segment. Uh, but yeah, uh, MG were a bit more sort of uh, evasive about it, I want to say. But they did, um, they did say that it all the design comes from their design office in the UK. In the UK, yeah. all right. So right. Okay. Is that like a, 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 a cubicle in a in a, a like a rented? Uh, uh, they employ several hundred people, so they tell me yeah. now. Uh, so what, MG yeah. was historically based, I want to say, at Abingdon or something, yeah. something like mm. that. I'm not sure if it's at the same facility, so but. 
all right. But yeah. so there's a fair bit of UKness yes, in, yeah. in MGs. Yeah, they might still. be stamped out and screwed together in China, but the design yeah. is coming out of a design office in the UK. Yeah, 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 interesting. I think I think the influences are fairly obvious. Like, look at that grill. That looks like Sorry. yeah, that looks straight out of a, of a you know Hyundai. Those headlights, that whole front end is. You know, we're talking Mazda 2. Correct. You've got Suzuki Swift A-pillars yeah, like in that yeah. roof line. And then you go around the back and there are... Right. Well, it's a little bit BMW-ish. It's, it's, a, BMW, it's got all hints of all kinds Rio, of things in there. It's, I think it's Hyundai Accent meets... Um, BMW, like, one series rear end or something. Yeah, a little bit of sprinkle yeah. of Suzuki Bellino in there even. Kind of interesting, though. That's an immense tail light. Does that, <laughs> does that tail light go right up to the roof line? It does, like yeah. That? Yeah. Look at that. It's it's very kind of um, like Volvo and uh, the Honda CRV had very similar tail light assemblies in uh-huh. in, in the mid two thousands. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of that. Yeah, there's a bit of Volvos there, upside down Pajero Sport. Um, Ooh, so interior. Uh, inside, it looks like a test pattern. Is it on the on What's the <laughs> center screen there? Uh, no, well, that's what the home screen looks like, okay. and actually, it's bigger than it looks. Uh, I had to sort of think about this because. You were just saying before how seven-inch screens in Audis look small now, and that's yes. an eight-inch screen, but it still looks small. And I think it's a visual trick with it. It's being it's housed inside a very large frame. Oh, yes, yeah. and it's embedded in the dash. Yes. So I think if it was sitting on top of the dash, it would actually look yep. much bigger. Yep. But um, yeah, so that it's got they they say that eight-inch screen is one of the biggest in the segment. Um, okay, and it's got the. Uh, interior styling is all now matching the ZS SUV, which launched last year. And anything, you know, in terms of the interior or the exterior that you would say is groundbreaking, that kind of moves things on, or is it all a little bit kind of incremental? They're just trying to do what they do a bit better, or, or have they really taken a, a, a kind of step ahead in any area? Like with the, the engine, what, what is, that a, is that a pretty standard kind of offering it's a pretty standard kind of offering yeah uh, 85 kilowatt 150 newton meters um oh wow it's not a lot of newton meters, not a lot of newton meters but it, wow, it does come yeah. out of the uh, zs suv it's the same four-cylinder engine not the three-cylinder turbo okay um so i th- it, look it's probably going to be better than the current car um, right and i think it, like just all over it's better than the current car if you look back at the current car it's sort of awkwardly styled and what I want to know is, um, why didn't MG go down the Mini route? Um, they don't seem to be trading on their heritage in the same way that Mini Mini has. Mm. Uh, Mini is basically just done a modern version yeah. of that Mini Cooper. But also, mm. I think BMW has the the depth of pocket. Yeah. To actually come up with a comprehensive communications yeah. program that yeah. made Mini so cool. Yeah. The, yeah. the whole idea of a reloaded Mini was yeah. great and captured yeah. a lot of people's imagination. Yeah. But then every single piece of communication has been so creative and yeah. engaging yeah. that that has undoubtedly helped um, I, the brand as well. I was uh, at a at a mini launch recently, and I was sitting next to Mark Werner, who was the um, the former uh, managing director of Mini and BMW Australia. And I I brought up the the MG um, yeah, MG right. thing, and I said, oh, you know. Would that be something that you know Mini BMW would be interested in, and wouldn't it be good if if um, somebody picked it up and would actually just go down that heritage route? And he was he's so well media trained. He just smiled at me and said, you know, yeah. He said that would be very interesting, um, but I could tell that he wanted to say more. Sure, um, but it would be. I mean, why haven't they just done roadsters? Well, because in the, you look in the back catalogue, in, in MG's back catalogue, you've got mm. sedans, yeah. you've got all yeah, kinds right. of interesting cars. I think it was called the Magnet. 
yep. uh, was the four-door car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of breadth there. Much yeah. as Mini has played on things like Countryman, although yeah. it's not like the old Countryman, they've kind of rebirthed some of those things as yeah. well. MG would have the potential to do yeah. that. Yeah, I want to see an MG Roadster SUV. They're just, like a Navoke they convertible just want, They just want some critical mass in terms I, of volume. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, and I think that's... Like, it's such a different strategy from mm. Mini. It's mm. definitely, let's go for the international mass market. And we're not talking about just Western markets now. Mm. They're very much into the developing market of, you know, China and stuff. And that's where these cars are sort sure. of developed f- for, essentially. And mm. I, I think, you know, maybe if they can succeed with models like the 3 and the ZS, then maybe we'll see... Uh, Something more compelling, you know. Yeah. They, they, I did ask them about the Roadster because they, they did tease us with the emotion concept, yeah, not that long ago. Mm. And they said it's in the pipeline, and uh, you know, if when it makes it to production, they'll be keen to make the business case for it to come to Australia and well, right hand cool, drive. So that's pretty cool. It's an interesting yeah. way of doing it, you know. Mm. You don't lead with your halo car, um, it can come a bit yeah. later. Let's try and get some volume in, and and Bicky's in the tin before you do that. Interesting. Yeah. So, do you know, did you know, Tom, who? owns it who's in the background of this whole thing what's yeah. the parent company yeah parent current company is uh Saic. so Saic. they they yeah, also own ldv right. yeah um which ironically is also another british brand um yep. leyland daff fans uh what's what they used to be called yeah um but yeah uh, look i think they do have deep pockets and they right. yeah. and they were uh, when i started probing about you know other models coming to australia and whether the six will be updated and all this sort of stuff uh they were saying that they were uh, heavily into a, a electric uh, drivetrains in All right. China right now. All right. So there could be a bit of that in the future, but we'll see. Mm. Okay. Well, look, we better move on and to our new and much loved segment. You know, we've had tremendous feedback on on this since we uh, oh, debuted yes. last time around. Blowing a gasket, where we just take a topic, a topical conversation point, and chuck it around the room and see what we make of it. Mm. And this week, we've got Lotus. Now, speaking of Chinese ownership now owned by Geely, mm-hmm. uh, and announcements that they intend to invest 2.5, with a B, billion dollars in uh, reviving. It's a revival plan for Lotus. Uh, you know, they're going to have 200 new engineers. They're going to expand their headquarters in Heathall. And are they mental or are they actually onto a good thing? Because mm. you think back, I want to say it was seven or eight years ago, Danny Baja came across from Ferrari to Lotus and was their new uh, chief executive. He'd been in charge of all of the merchandise and all of the brand activity mm. for Ferrari, and he just wanted to do T-shirts and shops mm. and make Lotus a big, mm. a big brand and cool with the kids and launch five new models. I remember it was a Paris mm. Motor Show and they had mock-ups of five new models. Mm. It went nowhere. Mm. And at the time, I just thought, these people are off their rockers. Mm. Geely has so much dough. Is it different this time around? What do you reckon, Tom? I wanted to give that $2.5 billion sum a bit of framework because it's all good to throw around these numbers. Once you get past a couple of mil, it just doesn't make a difference to anyone. But $2.5 billion, to, to give it a bit of context, so when... Uh, GM were developing the uh, VE Commodore platform that cost $1 billion. Really? Yeah. Good call. Yeah, right on. So $2.5 billion, that will probably give you a a new platform. It will probably give you one car. Yeah. Uh, Will it give you 
something to build off. I don't know these days. You know, you got mo- mm-hmm. modular platforms. Yep. They have uh, Geely, especially talking about strategies and Chinese brands, mm-hmm. brand strategies. Uh, they own Volvo. Uh, and they've done a fantastic job of revitalizing the styling of Volvo, um, really keeping Volvo cars, Volvo cars. And yes, exactly. Yeah. Letting Volvo operate as an autonomous, not no driver, mm-hmm. as an autonomous business, you know, yes, yeah. do what they want to do. Um, uh, so, which is great. And, and importantly as well, there's a parts pipeline there. So I think if you were to start a brand, like if you were just to buy Lotus, you're starting from new, you'd have to team up with another provider to get those sorts of parts. Yes. Um, you know, you see it with Volkswagen. We're able to revitalize Bugatti with Volkswagen parts and all the rest of that, that pipeline, that development structure. Uh, so I think it's good that they'll at least have somewhere to pull from. They can say, okay, well, let's get some of the, you know, whether it's bits of the dash, switch mm. gear, mm. Uh, bits of drivetrain and stuff from Volvo so they at least have something to work with. Because, Richard, mm. Elise has looked like, Exige has looked like, yeah. you know, variations it's, on the theme for so long. definitely the uh, Zoolanders about it. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah. It's the same look. Same, um, yeah. For every single one. Yeah. Look, if I Look, I think it's I think it's great news for, for Lotus. Yeah. And if I worked at Lotus, I'd be breathing a massive sigh of relief. Because as you said, Tom, Geely have done a fantastic job with, with Volvo. They've allowed Volvo to, and encouraged Volvo to retain that sense mm. of identity and Swedishness. Um, and they've, they've also provided a really good strategy for Volvo as well, yeah. uh, which has worked really, really well for them. Which is sadly exactly what GM did not, not. do with Saab. Mm. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you know where that went. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. And I think with Lotus, um, as you said, with Baja, like, wow, like it, I think in a lot of ways that was tr- the, the brand was treated as a merchandising thing, sure. as T-shirts. Sure, you know, They're all sure. just being pumped out um, yeah. without much of a strategy in mind. And I think Julie will be able to provide the money, uh, even yeah. though Tom that, Tom, that was really good in terms of putting that in perspective. Definitely. Mm. $2.5 billion sounds like a lot of money, but yeah. it's not really. It's only not, just not in the enough. Car world. It's just enough to make a car and maybe get some other cars out of it. Good. Yeah. Um, so, not mm. mental. Not mental. Pretty much on track. Very and smart. We're, look, we're looking forward to it. And they haven't chucked, you know, it's not like parents have arrived and they've just given the kids, you know, way too much money. They've given them just enough. Right. Yeah. To, so, to no lollies and fizzy drinks. No lollies, just, just enough to, to pay the rent and produce what they need cool. to do. You can have Billabong, not Magnum. You can have, yeah, yeah. no Magnums. <laughs> not Magnums. Bubble O' Bill. Bubble O' Bill. Hey. Oh, good ice um, cream. Well, look, just, just quickly, I wanted to touch on the fact that we've just uh, come to the end of nearly 4,000 kilometres with a Volkswagen Golf mm. R wagon. And it is just testament to the fact that a lot of European brands haven't given up on the wagon and gone wholly SUV. They've um, decided that this is a valid format, mm. and I wholeheartedly agree. We uh, took a month each, Mal, uh, Matty Campbell, and myself, um, in succession, and I've just finished a month with the car. It's about 70 kilos li- uh, heavier than the hatch, um, but it still goes 0 to 100 in five seconds flat. You know, it's So quick. it's a little shopping trolley that mm. looks, just to look at it, um, you'd never guess that it has that kind of potential. It's a really great sleeper. Mm. Um, so it's about fifty one nine ninety before on-road cost, which is yep. a bit more than $5,000 less than the standard car. Mm-hmm. Um, for that, you have to ge- put up with an 8-inch screen rather than a 9.2. Yep. It still looks really cool because in that 7.5 Golf refresh last year, yep. they went from a really old-looking um, interface for the multimedia to a really mm. slick glass kind of screen. 8-inch, 9.2, I don't really mind. It still looks great, and it's really intuitive to uh, uh, read and use. You don't get your active info display, which is Volkswagen's version of the, you know, 
com, uh, configurable uh, dashboard oh, from like, VW uh, Group. The Audi Virtual Console. Like yeah. Yeah. Audi, uh, a virtual dash yeah, setup. Yeah. So you don't get that. You get Alcantara and cloth rather than leather. Hmm. None of which really would put me off because the biggie. driving experience is so terrific. Yeah. 213 kilowatts, 380 newton meters, two liter turbo four, mm. um, and a seven speed DSG. Yeah. And it's just such a great combination. About a year ago, I drove it in Germany and we going from Berlin across to Frankfurt was about 550 kilometers. And yeah. um, this one had a performance pack on it. So the speed limit was raised from 250 where it's normally stopped. So and I'm that's just, saying 268. We got to yeah. 269, five up. Yeah. And just solid and stable as a rock it was if, fantastic. If you're if you're not watching us and you're just listening to us, uh, James has got a shot, a screenshot. You haven't taken it, obviously, because I can see your no, hands was on Josh the steering Dowling. wheel. That was Josh Dowling. Someone's taking the other photo. Um, taking the photo, and on the screen on the virtual instrument cluster, it says 268, and the needle is bent right around. Right around. So that was yeah. huge fun. That was yeah. that was great fun. It really. What, so, what was it like at that speed? Tell you where it really excelled was 110 to 160. Yes. The yeah, thing right. is a rocket. The acceleration. Like in the mid-range. Yeah. If you wanted to go from the mid-lane out to the fast lane, it was just so brilliant. Autobahn purpose-built them. Oh, but we had some little excursions into B-roads, and it was it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful car. JC, at that speed, yep. what wind noise... I mean, if people haven't travelled above 250, like it gets the wind noise gets pretty we, loud. We were still talking. Um, Everything went a bit quiet when we went up to that speed, because like, there were five <laughs> people in the car. As, as it ha- your concentration's pretty focused. <laughs> You've got to concentrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And an SUV came out at a fairly untoward moment around a long Ooh. sweeping bend yeah. into the fast lane, and yeah. I had to apply the brakes fairly firmly at that... Pretty yeah. big speed, yeah, and yeah. it just behaved so beautifully. That's good. You know, the dynamics were right there; it was very nice. safe. Nice. Um, so, you've got the wagon bit too. You know, six hundred and five yeah. liters, and yeah. it spreads out to sixteen twenty when you fold the rear That's seat massive. down, which is yep. huge. Yeah. Um, the best li- liters we got was eight point seven. I can put my hand up to twelve point nine, where I was yep. driving it really. You know, I was pressing on. It's performance. Yeah. But then I mm. tried to drive it like your grandparents mm-hmm. and leave it with the stop start on and, and mm. in drive mode, not mm. sport. And that dropped straight down to nine and a half, mm. you know. There so you in city yeah. traffic, that's yeah. not on a country drive. Yeah. That's in city traffic. So you can get good economy out of it. The only thing is it goes on 95 Ron yeah. uh, premium only, yeah. uh, which is a bit of a, a thing. But they claim 7.3 yeah. for the combined uh, cycle. It's just been a real pleasure to drive. There are a couple little bugbears. They've placed the USB port in that front console yeah. where you have to get it in your fingertips yeah. and go yeah. between the yeah. gear lever and the yeah. side and try and shove it in, and then you've guessed wrong and yeah. it's round the wrong way, yeah. and you've got to do it yeah. again. It's a real pain. It's like trying to get the last cookie out of the jar <laughs> and you can't get it out because your hand's too big to pull it out. It's funny yeah. how much those uh, like interface ports have become such a part of design. I now know. They have to be. They so have that's to be. just, maybe it's a left to right hand drive thing. I'm not sure. I reckon it is. It's a pain yep. to put yep. it in. Mm-hmm. They've also got some uh, jiggery-pokery going on with accentuation of the engine noise through the stereo, the sound uh, actor. Uh, and you know what it also have as well? Just on the firewall. I mean, this is a this is an Audi S3, RS3 yep. and also thing. There's a sound actuator as yep. well and that it looks like a, a golf puck. Yep, that's and it. it. It that's the thing. It it vibrates and creates. A, I know. A nice so it's noise. synthetic, and the mm. headrests, someone in their wisdom, mm. has decided to put a detent button on both posts that supports the headrest. Yes. Yep. So by definition, you've got to use both hands yep. to release the ah. mechanism. Mm. So you actually find yourself headbutting the headrest to push it down to put it down, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're some kind of bull <laughs> aiming up at a matador. You know, like. Uh, Really, really yeah. odd um, that you have to do that. Little niggles aside, yeah. it's an absolute pleasure to drive and giving the keys back today, actually, yeah. 
was real pain because yeah, it's bet. been fantastic. I, to drive. Well, I, I, I think I just drove it just just a moment ago. Um, yeah. Took it for a spin around the block, and just you know those very quick fifteen minutes in it. Yeah. Really comfortable seats. Yeah. Uh, like big, seats are great. Big seats. So if you're a bit bigger like me, I find that there are a lot of performance cars where I feel like I'm squashing into like the world's tiniest seat, and it's really uncomfortable. So big, wide, broad based seats and sort of broad shouldered seats as well. Um, I the the ride it rides so beautifully, um, and it's mm. on I think 18s a, yeah. a standard. And yeah. um, the other thing is, when you're in sport mode, the DSG just picks up a gear it so does. quickly and yeah. seamlessly, so intuitive. It, it yeah. keeps it in the power band so mm. beautifully. So even when you're just poodling around town, you mm. know, in commuter traffic, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an absolute pleasure to drive. I got out of its cousin, the um, Audi RS3, and like seriously, amazing car, amazing car, but you couldn't live with it. It's right. just the the ride is so firm. Yeah, no, this one's um, super comfy. And yep. we had, you know, the rest of the family in the car. Yep. There's room yep. in the back. It's not, you know, super big, but it's yeah. pretty good. Did you have three kids across the back yeah. at one point? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Two of them are smaller yeah. than the other one. But All, all-wheel drive, so it'll have a transmission, sorry, a drive shaft tunnel. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a hump in the so middle floor. Not a road tripping kind yeah, of car, yeah, yeah. but you can absolutely fit yeah. them in there. Yeah. So, you know, for yeah. a f- family with younger kids, mm. no drama. Fine. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we've got to move on. Yep. We're pushing up against time very quickly. We'll go to the Cars Guide Garage. And for those oh, on look. YouTube, you can see that is the That's Cars Guide are. Garage. That's where we are. We're yeah. in the yeah. corner up the That's back there. there. Yeah. Yeah. There we are. Um, so, as I say, Tom, just a, a whip through. Yep. You've been in a Mazda CX-8 this CX-8, week. yeah. Good points, bad points, just um, very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Okay, so it's a total sort of bastard of a car in that it comes from two part families it's uh, uh yeah it's a mix of sort of bits of cx5 and bits of cx9 it's narrower than the cx9 but it's longer than the five mm. um as a purpose-built seven-seater though it's it's actually really quite good the, cool. the doors are massive they open all the way up to 90 degrees so which engine does it get if it's the oh, yeah so it gets a, a 2.2 litre diesel, the new one. Which from would the normally new... be found in the CX-9? CX-5. The, in the CX-5? Yes. Okay. So 2.2 litre diesel, it's a really good engine because um, that was just uh, refreshed this year. Okay. Even though the CX-5 looks exactly the same as it did last year, that's one of the major things they changed. It's got all sorts of crazy works done to it. All right. Um, but it, it's really nice, fun to drive engine. Richard, you were saying it was fun to drive even compared to the petrol. Yeah, I do. I like it. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy the the fact that it the front of it is exactly the same as a CX-5, except for the grille, which is from a CX-9, cool. and then mm-hmm. the dash from a CX-5, but mm-hmm. the centre console from a CX-9, and it just keeps en- going enough through the said, car. but you like yeah. it. Yeah, I actually re- do. I really Fantastic. like it. Now, uh, Richard, you were talking about Geely and Volvo. Yeah, Geely, Volvo. Uh, you've been in a Volvo. Volvo, I have indeed. The Lovelo, it's an XC90 T6R design. Uh, big car, proper seven-seater. Mate, I can sit in that third row, no problems at all. Wow, it's that fantastic. is a big car. Fantastic. Because yeah. um, you're 191 191 centimetres tall, tall yep. and yet no issues. It, yep. That is a proper Did you play basketball car. at school, Richard? No, I normally I was spend a lot of time just in the, in the hiding in the toilets, really. Um, <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> Continue take, on with the Volvo. Much money. <laughs> um, I do have to say, though, I think that the, uh, the Volvoism, uh, people's attitudes towards Volvos hasn't, completely changed mm. just today i've already i had two comments about my driving in it never have a comment in any other car <laughs> and you had other people in the car with you no just myself no bystanders what okay so just even half an hour ago right coming up the street very narrow street right big car right had to let someone past right bloke courier drives past me 
right? And, of course, I'm taking up half the road because it's massive. And he goes, nice work, mate. And he wasn't commenting. He wasn't commending me. It was sarcastic. Nice work, <laughs> mate. Like that. And then... I'm on his side. <laughs> and, then, and then I could get this. Get this as well, right? Yeah. I'm pulling into the car park 10 minutes later. You know our car park? It's a bit of a right turn. Well, Right? Exactly. It's, yeah, quite, it's, it's, fair, it's fairly I'm hard to get. You've into, got to stop and open the gate yeah, first. I'm pulling into the gate was open, so I'm pulling into the into the into the garage, into the door, and someone's walking across. So I, I stop and I let them go, and then he goes, indicator, mate. Oh, like that. <laughs> and I'm like, see, I'm on his side again. You should have been indicating, <laughs> you twit. We're anyway, professionals, look, do you know Richard? what? That's never happened in any other brand sure, of car. Likely any story. other brand of car. We ha- we have got to move on. Um, I think with that, we have reached the finish line. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. And thank you, Tom. Thank you. And thanks to our producer Marsden for his technical voodoo, getting all this to your eyes and ears. He reminds me of uh, me when I was younger and didn't know as much. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. And please give us your thoughts on anything that we've discussed today. Search for carsguide.com.au. Uh, uh, sorry, search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram and use the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. You can listen to and watch us on YouTube. And if you're an iTunes devotee, please rate and review us. I hope you can join us next week. Until then... I chose the road less travelled. And now where the heck am I? That's terrible. That's not great. That's terrible, Muriel. (laughs) 